I guess we'll just get started then. Now that I've chewed my, whatever that was, raisin maybe? (laughs) Raisin nut or? I know there's caramel, there's malt balls. It's it's a roulette in there. Yeah. Welcome back, friends. Welcome back. Hey. (laughs) I don't know y'all's open that well. It's just welcome back. Oh, welcome back. Yeah. And it's time for another episode, a strange and beautiful book club episode about Barbie. Barbie. We don't normally do, you know, pop culture new releases, but uh, we can't not do Barbie. It was so good. Plus, Kate wanted to come hop on Barbie. Yeah, I liked Barbie a lot. It made me feel lots of things. Yeah. So it felt really validated. It was. But before we get started, because we're just going to get going. Hi, I'm Rachel. And I'm Matt. And I'm Kate. And this is the Strange and Beautiful Book Club. All that beautiful bean footage. (laughs) Yes, so I think we have a variety of experiences going to Barbie in the room because we have a dude, right? And then I'm we the have Ken. Toe Ken. Well, can you tell me? Have you guys thought about what your Ken job is? <laughs> <laughs> He's been sharing Instagram reels of like my Ken. Like my, my, my Ken's Ken job is, is computer. computer. Yeah. My Ken's your... job is driving yeah. because I don't like driving and he does. Yeah, I was thinking your your this Ken's job is zeros and ones. Yeah. Is computer. that your thing? That's what you do, right? Um yeah, and You're... like any handyman stuff. Yeah. Hammer and yeah. zeros my, and ones. He like this, this he really Ken's likes... job is fixing shit. He really yeah. he liked the line in the song that's like we're good at doing stuff. I'm Ken, and I'm good at doing stuff. Yeah. He was like, hell yeah, I'm good at doing stuff. <laughs> I'm great at doing stuff. I'm great at doing it. And then he liked, put your manly hand in mine. I yeah. think I've heard yeah. that four or five times since we watched it. Right. Well, I'd like to start by talking about how huge of a deal their marketing strategy was. Yes. And how this movie, I cannot remember another movie that has been a part of the monoculture so much. And actually been worth it. I feel like it was hyped for like a year. It was. Like a yeah. really long uh, time. Rachel and I had several conversations about how she was excited about the movie, but there was so much hype. She was worried it was getting overhyped. Yes. And that it was going to just lead to her being inevitably disappointed in what she actually got. Well, I feel like they push it up too high, and then it's unreasonable expectations. And so even if it's a great movie, it can't be as good as the hype, but Barbie was. So I was... But the hype wasn't even... It was such a product placement type hype versus a, this is going to be... The, the movie they weren't of even the advertising that this is the like, best movie, like a yeah. culture shift movie. It, no, not in the least. It was right. literally it was product placement. It was like, yeah. oh, come buy our ruggable, like ruggable did a Barbie, like every single product out there. And what's so great and funny about it is that was that's Mattel, 
Right. That's what of course does. they have. Yeah. So it was amazing. Almost, they've been 60 marketing. years yeah. of preparing for this Barbie movie. And then to have had it had the societal, cultural impact and shift made it something we weren't expecting. So right. it's just this very, very special movie. It's made a billion dollars. I oh, saw it did. that. Just it crossed did. a billion it did. dollars. What? It's the first, the first female director ever to make a billion dollars. And I looked up the pay for the actors. Wait, even like Wonder Woman? Yeah. Oh, wow. Female directed. Oh, Because okay. Greta Gerwig well, directed it. Wonder yeah. Woman was. Yeah. Even she's the first female director to pass a okay. billion dollars. Okay. Yeah. And I looked up the pay for the actors and Margot Robbie and. Ryan Gosling. Thank you. Ryan Gosling <laughs> got paid the exact same Ken. amount. Got paid the exact same amount. Yeah, that's great. And I was like, thank you. Yes. Validating all the way through. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I've watched probably 45 um, like YouTube videos about the cast interviews. It just, it's so fun to watch them talk about the movie. I've watched, I was doing that before I even saw it. Ryan Gosling is funnier than I ever knew. I, yeah. I don't think of him as a natural... He's not a comedian. Right. But if you see him just talking, you're like, oh, wow, you actually are... Like, you have great, dry comedic timing. So I think in this role, he's, like, shockingly good at it. Yes. Yeah. People were so critical about him being too old or him, but I cannot imagine it being... Anybody that else. role being... Yeah. Done better, but he's not doing like oh he Marvel. does like he he's does not oh, doing that yes, that Oppenheimer like, shit. He's yeah. not he's not he does independent films. Yeah, like he does indie movies. Yeah, yes. like Driver and The Gray Man, and like where he has these very masculine roles, but they are in a smaller type movie, right? Mm -hmm. With giant action, yes. lots of action. Yes, yeah. but even though he's doing very male stuff, he sure. does tend to work with more female crew, yeah. like female directors. Yeah. I also love uh, something – um, I don't want to talk about him anymore. Actually, I want to talk about Margot Robbie. Yeah, go ahead. Um, sorry. I was just like, <laughs> what am I talking about, Ryan Gosling? Um, um, because the criticism around him, I think, is where he started. Yeah, and yeah. just – I was surprised. I kind of went on a, a spiral of, like, watching him do stuff and talk. And one of the things that he would do is that when the conversations and, like, the junket stuff – Started to be around him. He about what are you doing? Let's talk about Barbie. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, but Margot Robbie, thinking about um, how she's been, um, what's her face? The the Joker, uh, Harley Quinn. Harley Quinn. Yeah. Uh, that role she played in Wolf of Wall Street, like she has been the sexualized female character that was like their world was so male centric yeah so for her to step into this role and it be this coming out story like recognizing the world for what it is um i think was like the perfect person for it yeah yes i really liked her in this yes. she was very good and i know she's not i loved that she wasn't like stick skinny I love that she doesn't have giant tits. Yeah. She's like a real normal a normal woman. I mean, she's like, not she's, normal. There's she's a like normal she walks actress, in a room, yes, but but not like you know what I'm saying? The like yes. the She wasn't the same uh proportions as Barbie. As Barbie. Well, Thank and you. they ruled I mean, when the, was it the nineties that they were like a person, human being cannot look like Barbie? Right. If yeah. a person had head, those dimensions, your head would out, they your, would be like 
physically disfigured and yeah. ill. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's yeah. so the clothes will fit. Like, that's why Barbara's right. shaped the way she is. Oh, so that the makes clothes sense. will go on. Sure. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. That's why her neck is longer and her waist is skinny. Yeah, so otherwise, her pants you, don't fall you off. would need like thousand thread per inch fabrics sure. for the clothes to lay on so the doll. So it makes the her same. body, like the, the her hips keep the clothes her on. Hi- yeah, yeah. And her feet are pointed so her pants can go on. Yep. Like, if you ever had one of the flat feet Barbies, you had to like, inch their pants over their feet and then pull them up and you're like thanks for the innovation but now I can't put pants on my barbie (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah it just the whole thing I I love the domination and the like taking back I don't feel like of pink yeah the way that this pink this barbie pink is being like I have never wanted to wear more pink in my entire life I'm like, I'm going to wear pink all the time. And I've always liked pink. I've never shied away from pink. I've always been traditionally, like, feminine outwardly, if that makes sense. Yeah. So just this idea that this pink is nothing to be, like, it can be whatever you want it to be. Yeah, that feminine does not mean weakness. Right. And and this pink doesn't mean girly. Right. Like in the the very song at the very beginning when she's getting dressed and it's like, do you want to wear a dress or a suit? Either way, that power looks so good on you. Yeah. Like whichever one you want to choose is fine. Right. Yeah. How about when they're all accepting their awards and they're like, I know. I know. Thanks. I worked so hard for this. Not thanks. (laughs) Not even thanks. Just I worked really hard for this and I deserve it. They didn't say thanks. Yeah. I worked really hard and I deserve this. Yes. (laughs) You're the voice of our generation. I know. Yes. Yeah. Correct. Correct. (laughs) Yeah. I know I saw somebody went viral for talking about that. Yeah. Like, oh, I don't have to pretend like I was given this. I can actually say like, yeah, thanks. And I don't have to have an imposter syndrome. And yeah. Yep. And I I feel like that's kind of the next shift in like language of how you present yourself where probably the last like 10 years I've been hearing – uh, like on podcasts and your like advice for how to communicate professionally, one of the things is you don't say sorry. Right. You don't apologize. Thank you for waiting. Exactly. You yeah. fl- mm-hmm. always flip it around to a positive. Thank you for your patience. And yeah. that's kind of become a more normal way of communicating in professional environments. And I feel like this is kind of the next step is like you don't even say thanks. You say I worked really hard for that and it's like appropriate that I received this. Yes. Because you're like, I, I told one of my managers, thank you one time uh, a few years ago. And he was like, why are you thanking me? This is what you deserve Yeah. for all the hard work you've put in. I was like, oh, okay, gotcha. Yeah. It, it was just like yeah, a reflex. I, yeah. <laughs> I know. But at the same time, I'm like that, what do we, that, that, um, what is it called? The mediocre white male confidence? Yeah. Have y'all heard that term? Mm-hmm. Like, I have not heard that term. Really? <laughs> no, not, not phrased that way. Am I saying it right? Sounds good to me. Yeah. I, she knew. I, I think I get there's where like you're going. A, there's I get like where you're a, going There's like it. memes about it. Maybe it's just, maybe it's just floating around in my circles. <laughs> I don't know. It's in your algorithm. Um, yeah. But yeah. Um, 
Yeah, I've seen like cross stitch things on Etsy about it. Like, I wish I had the confidence of a mediocre white man. Mm -hmm. You've never okay. Anyways, yeah, no, agreed. I also don't want that to be the standard for everyone, right? You know, like we don't all need to feel. So, anyways, that's far down. But if the you've line. won the Nobel Prize, yes, feel you free to it. not be yes. grateful. Yes. Did you, you see that Nobel Peace Prize winner who said, "This is my Ken that went with me"? She's oh. like, <laughs> <laughs> I forget her name. I wish I could remember her name, but I never. Anyway, she she put a, like a tweet and she was like, they were in the Barbie box. Aww. She's like, I'm a Nobel Peace Prize winner and this is my Ken. I think I saw that one. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. I think it was a, it was, it's been interesting watching the criticism uh -huh. of the movie yeah. because it's really like, if you have a critique, this movie was for you. Like, yeah. Are you aware? Well, of and I, I kind of feel. Oh, a, a negative critique. A negative critique. Like if well, you, Yeah. Go I ahead. was going to say, sorry. No, go ahead. Either. Don't apologize. ADHD. Thank you for your patience. The ADHD is here. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, you aren't like the guy that I want to be talking about this because you're <laughs> such a like, this movie is is for the mats of the world, right? Yeah. You know, this is the guy that sits next to you and goes, yeah, fuck yeah. This is what, you know oh, what yeah. I mean? I sat next to a guy in the theater. I didn't know him. He was with his girlfriend and he seemed to be getting it too. He laughed when I laughed and like there were a couple of parts where I was like, oh shit. <laughs> and like I felt, I didn't feel a sense of like what from him. But I do think that there are dudes out there that are, that were like. They didn't get it. This is for the girls, man. Right. If this movie yeah. makes you angry, then. You need to watch Angry it a about the more way times. the Kens are treated. If you feel like, oh my God, <laughs> yes. how come the Kens are being treated like that? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny. Just it's flip, so funny. Just flip the gender and you have every rom com from 1990 right. to like 2015. I was literally explaining my, to my dad today this situation I'm going through right now in work. And I was like, yeah. And there's this little bit of misogyny flavor to it. Mm -hmm. But I expect that because that's just how the world works. And I like waited for my dad to say something back. And I really hoped in that moment he was like, what? Yeah, dad. Yeah. <laughs> it's really normal for me. Right. Really no. I wear a um, engagement ring when I go meet new clients. I think I've told you guys that before. Yeah. I wear an engagement ring when I go meet new clients because I don't want them to assume that I'm not in a relationship. One, because for a lot of people that boosts my value. And two, I don't want them to mistake my friendliness for flirtiness. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So. It's like the line in the movie. Oh, we're still doing patriarchy. We're just hiding it better now. Yep. Yeah. You guys aren't doing patriarchy very well. Oh, no, we're still doing patriarchy. <laughs> <laughs> this movie was so real. It was saying the quiet part out loud just over and over and over again. Right. And framed in this very, it made sense. I, I did feel like there was one or two parts where we slowed the pace down just a little bit so we could really get, like, hammer this point home. But I was totally cool with it. Right. Because I'm like, I'd rather you have a completely clear message on what you're trying to sell here or, you know, just tell people, not even sell, than, you know, sacrifice clarity for pacing. I'd rather it go the other way. And I thought it worked really well, especially the part at the end when they're in the, like, when we get the speech. The heaven bubble. Oh, no, no, no. The, in the weird Barbie's house. Yeah. With the dog that poops. Yes. Did you know that dog got um, taken off the market because... There was a part that came with it that had magnets in it and kids were swallowing it. So that's why that dog was in Weird Barbie because it had gotten discontinued. Yeah, like Magic Earring Ken. Yeah. Quote Magic Earring. Cockring Ken. Cockring 
Was that real? Yes. No, I don't believe you. Yeah, it was very real. Cock- it was it's called. It was called magic earring Ken, yeah. and he came with a magic earring on a neck, like a necklace, and you had matching earrings you could wear. But it was actually a cock ring because they were like trying to update Ken and make when him they hip. were doing their market research. So they were, they going, were going to, to clubs. the club scene. And, like, what are people wearing at clubs? But at the time, there wasn't the dialogue about, like, this is a straight club, this is a gay club. So they were just going. And so it was they like, didn't know enough to recognize the fact that that circle thing was a cock ring? Yeah. Right. They just saw, oh, I oh didn't know we're either. going to yeah. the hottest clubs with the most action. And, wow, there's a lot of guys wearing, like, mesh tops. With these, and, like... Oh, and they all have these rings on a necklace. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. I got to pause for a second. Y'all talk. Okay. Sorry. I need to. It's fine. Do your thing. Thank you for your patience. (laughs) And I did like that. um, The way they framed it was that this system harms everyone. Yes. It harms women. It harms men. Feminism is for everyone. It's for everyone. When I think about the men who are so caught up in being masculine that the only emotion that they have ever been told shown is okay to feel is anger yeah that is the most horrifying and i imagine painful experience i'm not saying it's more than ours i don't want to not going to put them on a pedestal but But everybody's experiencing something from the system and it's a negative something even if you don't see it as negative like if you're the mediocre white dude who gets to rise to your highest level of incompetence you're maybe not seeing it that way but do you get to have a fulfilling relationship with a woman where it's a give and take partnership? Right. Maybe not. Right. Um, I saw something else where someone said, um, I think men think of us a lot of times as Alexas, where like, you know how sometimes Alexa starts telling you something you don't need and you're yeah. just like, shut up, Alexa. Like, we're just there. <laughs> you know when she'll start having a conversation with you and you're like, no, I just need you to set an alarm. And she starts having a conversation with you and you're like, you know, like sometimes that is how you're just there. You're there to fill a role. An appliance. Yeah. An appliance, really. Yeah. And if you if you were grow if you grew up thinking that that's what your relationship and dynamic with a woman should be, I mean, I'm not gonna lie, that's a little bit how my dad treats my stepmom. I love you, Dad. You're never gonna listen to this. <laughs> but you know what I mean? I've seen that yes. in action. Yeah. Oh, I yeah, I can totally imagine yeah. that there's a lot of guys that that's the only female representation that they've had their entire life both at home yes extended family at like in work environments and media yeah yeah and it just to not see that's what's the to have the blindness to it yeah like yeah yeah to not realize what your action like the harm that your action is causing right and the unrealistic expectations that you're putting on women for how we should behave. I think we talked about this on the podcast the other day. I am under no obligation to be a small, hairless doll for anyone. I don't have to shave shit. If I want to, I will. If I don't, I won't. I don't owe anybody anything. Yeah, I don't have any person in my life right now, and I still shave sometimes. And it's really just so that the sheets feel good when I go to sleep. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's all about comfort and my clean sheets. Right. And And that coziness. It has nothing to do. And I don't care either. I shaved my legs once. Yeah. And it did feel really good. Dude, on some fresh sheets, a nice shower at the end Mm. of the night with some 
Whew, you're talking about another level of cozy. Right. With your candle, <laughs> maybe some snacks, <laughs> some bridge mix. Are there gummy clusters? Left? No, those did not smell. I, I didn't ate them all. think they would. Yeah. That wasn't yes. an expectation I came here with. I, I was doing a bunch of work in the rest of the <laughs> like, shop. Where are those fucking nerd and, clusters uh, at? <laughs> and I, I got them out and I was snacking on them while I was yeah. I'm glad. I'm glad they brought stuff. you joy. Yeah. 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 But to me, I was talking to Matt about this earlier. To me, the way Ken acts is really the way... I feel like men free of the toxic masculinity expectation would act. You just want to hang out with your bros. You want to go play at, at beach. Yeah. You just want to have a good time. That when we force this, like, no, you are the man, you are the protector, you are the strength, you are the, the whatever. Provider. The provider. The provider. That's a big word that gets thrown around. Oh, I then that. This is when you shoehorn men into this, like, not that. They're not complicit it? in it at all. Casa but... Dojo Mojo. <laughs> yeah. <that's... laughs> We're making Casa one of those. Mojo Dojo House. Yeah. Yes. Casa Mojo yeah. Dojo House. Yeah. Because like we know, so there was a big breakthrough archaeologically recently, which I found very interesting, which is that we found evidence from like 50 different cultures around the globe. So tons of like a huge sample of ancient cultures where the women were the hunters and the men stayed at home. So that expectation that biologically, sociologically, we're set up to like the women take care of the house while the men go out and do the hunting is really inaccurate. Well, right. And it's, oh, go ahead. No, you go. I was going to say it's more similar to a pride of lions. I was going to make the comment about we do things in groups. Yeah. So we are more effective and efficient sometimes because women don't have to do something by themselves. Right. And we're like endurance machines. Right. That we literally survive something that would kill a man. Right. For, which is being pregnant. For running, like running long distance, like you know, we've known for a long time, humans are persistence hunters. We just like chase an animal until it dies, dies, dies of, of heat exhaustion, exhaustion. Uh, because we can cool off better than any other mammal. Because of our lack of hair? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, our mm-hmm. lack of hair and we have sweat, sweat. glands. We can sweat, right? Yeah. Other animals don't sweat. Yeah. And so... I was just thinking about my little dog. <laughs> when, you're, when you're running more than about 50 miles, women outperform men. Well, like, we have more moisture. Than and we more... actually have like a type of fat that men don't have. Oh, neat. And it's like a quick access fat. And we have it, it's, it's like brown fat. It's essentially for when you're pregnant. You have an additional resource, but also if you need it for endurance, you have it. Oh, that's great. As a source of energy. And yeah. like why we have cellulite is we store fat differently than men. Right. And Women we store have it, subcutaneous fat. We store it in like a men. quick access, basically, mm, whereas yeah. men store it in like long-term storage. Right. That's why we have cellulite. So that's secondary sex characteristic. Yeah. Cellulite's that not you're something shamed for. That you're shamed for. Right. Yeah. I don't when give it's a shit really, anymore. Really, I can't wait to go to the beach. It's I, an extra battery that men don't have. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I'm literally, I, I was thinking about this the other day. I literally, I'm going to the beach for the first time this, in a couple years, actually. Well, I might have gone last year. Anyways, um, with some girlfriends from college. And I think this is the first year where I'm so excited about not giving a f- anything, any cares about how <laughs> I look. Fuck. Yeah. I know. I'm just trying to. Be that more the beach of- gives what you give it. Yeah. Gets what you give it. Yes. Yeah. And that I can go to the beach in whatever bathing suit I want and not care at all. And that I am not going to feel even slightly worried about what my body looks like compared to anyone else's. 
because I've have my entire life felt shame and not like being able to be as free and open at the beach. Yeah. Because, you know, I wasn't whatever size. Yeah. So I'm really super excited about it. I'm 40. <laughs> well, you got there. Yeah. That's here we what are. matters. Yeah. That's what matters. And I think like at the end where she talks about how we have to, we don't have to stand still, but we, our daughters look back to see how far they've come. I feel like that's important. So like I have a daughter. I'm never, ever, ever going to talk about how fat I am in front of my daughter. Right. I'm not fat, but I'm never going to make that. I'm never going to use that language. Right. Because then I'm passing that gift that I was given. Right. On to her, which is the shame around her body. Right. Which is ridiculous and stupid. And that language never gets used with a boy. Never. So why would I shame her for something? She doesn't owe anybody anything more than I owe. She's nine. Right. I'm never going to talk to her about that. I can remember my mom talking about it and me telling her that she was pretty because I thought she was because she was my mom. And she told me that what she saw in the mirror was not what I saw. Yep. And so I thought for a really long time that I could not know what I looked oh, like. you shared that before. Yeah. I thought that I, was no it? matter how good I thought I looked, I couldn't know because other people could see me differently. And, like, why would you even say that to a child who is young enough to not even understand what you're talking about? That you're saying, well, I see myself as ugly. It doesn't matter what you see. Because their job at that time, that entire generation thought their job was to make you ready for everyone else. Yeah. So you and could drink tabs so your husband would. <laughs> the tab. Oh, my God. The tab <laughs> soda. Yeah. Um, Keep your shape so your husband stays. Mine was uh, my mom thought that her arms my mom has never weighed over 140 and she's five feet tall but never weighed over 140 her arms are too fat to wear sleeveless shirts so she never has and i wasn't allowed to wear sleeveless fucking shirts i asked if i could do the beauty pageant because i thought it would be fun no short people aren't beautiful they're cute my dad boo if you quit biting your nails you might get a boyfriend. If you lost 15 pounds, you might be cute like your sister. Which pit, pit in, I never felt jealous of my sister. We were talking about it the other day. I never felt any kind of jealousy, but my dad definitely tried to make you compete. Well, he thought she was just, you know, so he, he would just talk about how lovely she is. You know, how lovely. She's the, the first thing my dad uses to describe any woman is. What they look like. Physical characteristics. And, and I even, I see it, see it in books a lot too. All these fantasy books that we read, they still do that. It's yeah. still about like when Pharaoh walks in and it's like, oh, Amarantha's not that pretty. Yeah. Did that have, does that, do we Is, have was to? Was that necessary? Do we have to? You know, yeah. so like little things like that. And it's just like this unending, your appearance is what gives you actual value. Right. Versus... Having a Nobel Peace Prize. Yeah. Like at the when Barbie's in the weird Barbie house and she's like, I'm not pretty anymore. And I'm not even smart. <laughs> and that's when America Ferreira is yeah. like, yeah, you are. <laughs> the, no, the narrator comes in and goes, we do recognize that Margot Robbie <laughs> may not have been the best actress <laughs> for this, this exact line. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Helen Mirren yes. had to pop in for a second. Yeah. yeah. And I liked the... You have to be, you have to remind them of their mom, but you don't, you can't be their mom. 
Right. And the like the cognitive dissonance lines that they use to break the Barbies out. Cause, yeah. Because they get <laughs> infected really like with the patriarchy because yeah. they have no defense. It's like the natives and smallpox. <laughs> <laughs> no. The best part is when they play the guitar at them. Yeah. Or they're like, do you want me to tell you about the Godfather? Yeah. How many the Time. God, but I literally had a boyfriend who was like, "You haven't seen the Godfather." I've never watched it, and it's intentional. <laughs> I've, I've never watched it. I've never seen a James Bond movie either, mm. and that sometimes is not unbelievable. I think I've watched some of the Pierce Brosnan ones, but I'm not like a ooh James Bond. Yes, let me watch this famous womanizer do his thing. I'm so excited. Kate's mouth dropped open. Sorry. <laughs> do you need a minute? Yeah, we can pause it while I eat some bridge mix. Okay. Thank you so much for that time that you allowed me. <laughs> Thank you for your patience. Thank you for your patience. Yeah, what one... we're talking about? Sorry. Oh, Barbie the movie. Oh, I know. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Um, can we talk about the horses? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I love that he's wearing that little necklace the whole time. Horses are just men extenders. <laughs> when I found out the patriarchy wasn't about horses, I lost interest anyway. <laughs> That's like the best line. Yeah. Yeah, that was like, what was up with the horses? I was like, I think it's just like a masculine, like the typical like cowboy. Something he just like picked up on. I, I thought that too. I was like, did I miss something about why the horses were so, you know, but it's like the cowboy, right? Right. It could be, it could have been anything. Well, it's just, that's his thing. Well, and I think, yeah. And Barbie's always had a lot of horses. There are a lot yeah, of horses Yeah, I was going to say, it kind of bridges the gap of right. like- Ken can be into horses because it's like manly and they're like men extenders. But then girls <laughs> like horses because they're pretty and like you have a horse calendar and you want horse riding lessons when you're little. And like yeah. every girl goes through the like horse phase. Or if you live in Finland, you're a hobbyist, a hobby horse. Yes, hobby horsest. Yes, hobby horsest. <laughs> oh my. Oh, the whole pod to itself. Um, yeah, that was the horses and that coat. Like the, can we talk about the sets? And the, oh. and the wardrobe. Yes. Oh my wow. God. I hope like can can it get an Oscar? Yes. Yeah, it should. For sure. Matt I got Matt the hoodie, the I am Kenoff yeah. hoodie. It's on pre-order. <laughs> that's great. Yeah. You, you deserve that. Matt was you like, are enough. I want that. Hoodie. And you feel like enough. That's why I'm like, Matt, ugh, we, we, need, bring, so, we need a toxic masculine male in here. <laughs> yeah. I felt, Let's go I find let's like pick one up off the street. Hey, did you like the Barbie? A lot movie? Of no, come with me. Guys like me that just want to be a good person, but they've been um, like trained, conditioned, whatever their whole life to, you know, mask M-A-S-K as this masculine, more masculine version to get along with well, and all the other guys. And so it kind of becomes automatic. And I feel like this movie gives the whole Ken narrative gives permission to guys to be like, I'm having an emotion right now. <laughs> right? <laughs> right. Or I really like horses. Or I really like slinkies. I don't know. Like Many anything. fridges are too small. They only fit a six pack. <laughs> and the freezers are basically useless. <laughs> right? <laughs> and so it, it kind of like, here's this, you know, Ryan Gosling, this guy who's portrayed very masculine characters like sobbing and just emoting genuinely. It's like, it's okay to do that. Yeah. yeah. And I didn't expect the, the like, I don't know, message from the movie to 
push that hard for men. I expected most of the message of the movie to be for women. Right. And and then here's Ken, and it's kind of a, like, let's break up the Barbie narrative uh, with, like, the comic the relief. Plot, yeah. Right. But I think it was just a, as much about how much Ken has to, you know, have this whole, like, awakening liberation about and, expectations. Yeah, and you don't have to be the main character. Yeah. Right. You don't have to be the main character always. Right. You don't have to be the one that gets pedestaled. You always. don't have to be the one that's in the middle. Always. Yeah. Yeah. And like de-man-centricizing. I don't know if there's probably a better way to say that. I don't think that was an excellent way to say that. <laughs> Are those words? Yes. Um, but like, yeah, like taking men out of the center of your life so that you can just like orbit around your lives together is... I, I was feeling... I remember 10 years ago and... <clears throat> we may have chatted about this on another pod, but I remember 10 years ago having so many of these feelings and being so scared of being a mom and not knowing if I wanted that and ha- and not having the language or the words to put into, to, to conceptualize what it was I was thinking about having to run a household yeah. or CEO a house. I mean, I was like, no, I don't ever want to do that. I don't ever want to do that. And there was no, uh, to me, it lo- from what everybody else is doing around me, it didn't look like there were options. There are no other options. So if that's not the kind of woman you want to be. What do you do? What do you do? And I remember yeah. that a decade ago. And so I'm so incredibly grateful that we do have these conversations. And this is such a social, like, this with Taylor Swift, the Eras tour, straight up changing the economy. Yeah. And, I mean, like, we're seeing this happen, like, live. And it's just, it, that's where that overwhelming emotion comes from at the end of the movie. Yeah. Not to mention what it's been like to be, you know? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's yeah. It's overwhelming. And, um, yeah, it was perfect. It was, it was perfect. Yeah. I really, really enjoyed it. You don't say that very much. No. I don't. I was thinking about it for me as someone who is not a particularly feminine presenting woman mm-hmm. that it was meaningful for me, like weird Barbie. Yeah. And they're all like, we're sorry we called you weird. And she's like, it's cool. I'm owning it. Like, it's fine. But to have a main character who is overly like she's extremely feminine. Barbie is Barbie. Stereotypical Barbie is stereotypical Barbie. But she still gets to be smart and she still gets to be accepting of all the other Barbies, even the not particularly feminine Barbies, was really nice. Because a lot of times in the, like, in most shows, the non-feminine presenting woman is either, like, the bad guy, the the tomboy that nobody likes, the weird character that sits at the back and, like, is She's weird. She's the foil. Or is the foil or is whatever. And so I've had a hard time in my life relating to women who are overly feminine because they don't they don't want to relate to me. And I don't have a neat little box. Yeah, I can see where you're, I can, I understand what you're saying, yeah. So it was nice to be like, okay, this character gets to be smart and accepting and feminine. And then this other character also gets to be smart and important and like a leader and have influence over other Barbies without having to make herself feminine to do it. Mm-hmm. I mean, she go, she gets less weird. She gets like the 
the the marker, the marker does... disappears off her face, but that's fine. It's still I, I'm still cool with it because she actually goes from wearing a dress to wearing like a pantsuit. Mm-hmm. Are you done? Almost. Uh, Was your Kindle in your back pocket? Side pocket. Oh, cargo shorts. <laughs> the cargo, cargo shorts. Um. Yeah. Yeah, that's very yeah. Yeah, and one of the criticisms I saw, which I thought was interesting, and I it was something that I thought about, not necessarily the first time, but the second time I went to see it, is that at the end, nothing changes at Mattel. The CEO is still the is still Will Ferrell. And um, America Ferreira's character gets to, like, say her idea, but it doesn't actually change anything for her, like, status. She doesn't, she's still the secretary at the end of it. And I thought, you know what, I actually like that, because part of the message was... It's okay to just do something small. Like, it's okay to just reject, reject the idea that you have to be thin. It's okay to have a movie that doesn't solve the problem. It, it's okay to not solve the problem because sometimes in life you don't solve the problem. Right. You just do a little bit. You push a little bit farther. Right. So that the next person can push a little bit farther. Yep. And not everybody gets elected president. Not everybody goes on and changes the world. Some people just do very small things, and that's fine too. Right, and attaching your like identification of being successful to solving the problem or you know winning the competition or whatever. Yeah. That's for people with a Mars and a fire sign and that's not me. <laughs> <laughs> Just some it's, people it's like It's okay to or it's healthy to not have that attachment. Yeah. 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 Just to wear a flattering top and try to get through your day. Like right. that's okay too. Mhm. And I think it's I, – I like that we didn't solve the problem. And I like that we didn't end up with Ken. Yeah. Through all of that. Yes. Yes. And there were no kisses. And that Ken ended up with no one. There are no kisses in the movie. I there really was, love that. Yeah. And there was no consolation Barbie. He didn't end up with anybody. Right. Yeah. He just – There was no cheap, like, relationship closer. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Because that isn't real life either. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Except for for y'all. <laughs> <laughs> for the – Faded mates over here. <laughs> just kidding. It's great. You guys are great. No, I'm, yeah, I was just messing. It's because he's Ken. Yeah. Like, <laughs> dear one, Ken. Alan, maybe? I don't know. Yeah. I loved the Alan character. Oh, God, he's so great. So much. So funny. And I saw... I, I went to go buy a Alan Bar Barbie, and they're not available yet. Oh, no. <laughs> and I want Alan Barbie to look like Michael Sarah. But that yeah. when I left that movie, I was like, I want an Alan Barbie. Yeah. I want an Alan Barbie to sit right here. Yeah, I'm Alan's Alan. I'm Ken's friend. All his clothes fit me. <laughs> I did not look at the cast list before I went to yeah, see Matt the movie. Didn't know Michael Sarah, and so in. I didn't know Michael Sarah was in it. I didn't know Will Ferrell was in it. <laughs> they did, and so people just kept popping up, and I'm like, "This is amazing!" Yeah, I'm so yeah. happy. Can we talk about how amazing it was that they marketed this thing for a year and nobody had any idea what it was going to be about? Yes, that's what I'm saying. It was all about product placement. Yeah. it was not. It about... was not plot. I had I no. was Everyone so, was cold going into this. Cold, cold, cold. So you, you, you know this thing. You love this thing, and it, it fooled people who yeah. might not go see it if they know what it's about. Right. So you then probably there's... got a lot of people that were like. I'm only going to see this movie because my daughter wants to see um, it. Margot Robbie's hot. Yeah. 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 And I want to be like Ryan Gosling. Yeah. <laughs> Ryan Gosling's ripped. Look how and ripped I, li he is. I like that jacket. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see their rollerblading outfits? <laughs> yeah. The dance sequence at the end was perfect. Yeah. Where they like flex off into and then they're yeah, just so, having so, so much you fun. Have they this, stop like, fighting. They hate each other or they're they're angry at each other. They're 
actively fighting each other, but then they get into it and they're having so much fun <laughs> doing this thing with all the other guys <laughs> that they forget that they were angry at each other. And then they just end up holding hands and singing <laughs> and they all get along again. <laughs> yeah. And one of the things I saw Greta Gerwig say about it is that everybody in the background, they're not actors, they're dancers. So yeah. everybody's super intentional all the time. And one of my favorite little cameos, little tiny things, and I'm surprised they didn't do anything, but they had planned on it. Have y'all watched Sex Education? Mm -mm. No. It's a, it's a really great show on um, Netflix. But there is a actress who looks just like Margot Robbie in that show. Like, there's actually a meme, I'll send it to you after this, where it's four different actresses, and they all look just like, they're the same. Like, it's yeah. hard to tell the difference. And they specifically chose this actress from Sex Education to be in the show, in Barbie, so they could make a reference to them looking the same. A visual mm. pun. And I saw her in there and was like, oh my God, that looks just like, I was like, I knew exactly who she was. And then one of her pals from Sex Education is also one of the Ken Barbies. Oh, okay. And like, I was just like, I love that they're in this so much. But they they didn't make the joke because they realized when they put her in a, a black wig that they didn't look they enough look alike. alike. But I saw it. I was like, yes, you do. You do, too, look alike. You look exactly the same. And I think one of the Barbies was trans. Yeah. Yeah. The one that... The long, red-haired, the doctor. Yeah. The one that oh. looked at the flat foot. Yeah. Yeah. So, yes, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> like, well, let's include all women. You can't... But gen Barbies are... I mean... Well, just think... Even the... Some, they don't have parts. The act... I know, but yeah, the act actor, of... Yeah, actor. Sure, sure. The yeah. act of having yeah. all spectrum of female actors right in it was like that's what we needed that's the whole point yep right and even recognizing that without genitalia there's still like the way you physically represent the way you were made or you know grew born whatever and wanting to change that even if you don't have like parts. Yeah. But you just get to choose. I mean, it's your choice. Right. But Gender is point. all present. You just get how to you present choose yourself. if you yeah. just get yeah. to choose who you are and you just tell people. And that's the whole point is like, right. here's who I am. Okay, great. I am so happy for you. Yeah. Like when they, uh, the part where they meet the, um, the construction workers <laughs> and she's like, I would like you to know I do not have a vagina and he does not have a penis. And they're like, okay, cool. I was expecting there to be more like, oh, like ribbing from the right. construction workers, but they're not. They're like, oh, okay, that's cool. They were shocked. Yeah. they were. That's what I got <laughs> from it. They were like, I don't know what to do with this. It was just an oh, – and then when they're on the rollerblades and she's like, I'm conscious, but I'm conscious of myself. And I don't know <laughs> – like I don't have the language for that. And she says there's definitely like an air of violence to it. Yes. And Ken's like, oh, no, I feel admired but not ogled. And I feel like there's no violence to this at <laughs> right. all. Yeah, this feels and I was like, perfectly oh, fine and safe. Fucking real life. Yeah, yeah. say you, all the words about it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah, when you feel like people are looking at you and it's a very like predatory right. feeling. Like I'm being – assessed or I'm being like looked at yeah. in a way that feels violent and I was like okay good we included that because here's Margot Robbie beautiful Margot Robbie in this cute little neon like thong set that she's wearing <laughs> yeah yeah that would probably be what would real life happen to her I mean that literally really in real life happened because in um there's all this footage of people seeing them out on Venice Beach because that was the first time they filmed anything in the world 
And so that's what people were thinking. They said they felt weird being out there yeah. because they <laughs> were wearing these outfits. And they were and, like, getting they so could, much attention. Yeah, because they were like, oh, gosh, <laughs> we're really doing it. We're yeah. really out here like this, you know. But then you wear something like that. You get attention. You're doing it on purpose. Yeah. You're, you're, you, oh, you just want attention. Maybe I just want to be pretty. Today. Yeah. Today. Yeah. Well, there's this thing on TikTok too where um, people will be like, oh, you're just doing it for attention. Yes. It is social media. Yeah. I'm on TikTok. Where are you? Yeah. Yeah. What the? <laughs> okay. 2006, I'm in college, just graduating, or 2005, Facebook comes out. All of a sudden, it starts to be normal for people to take pictures of themselves. And I remember being so weirded out by that because it wasn't common no. to take a right. picture of yourself. And now, and like it has steadily become very, very, very normal to see people taking pictures of themselves. And you don't think anything about it now, right? Yeah. Do y'all remember that, that yes, shift? Yes, I still oh, yeah. don't like shift? to take yeah, selfies. It's the so selfie weird. shift. You don't yeah. take them. I don't take I don't, selfies. I still, when I look around, I'm like, somebody's seeing me take my picture. <laughs> I have taken an occasional selfie, but it's literally just to send to Rachel to be like, hey, look where I am. Like, right. So even now, we still have a little bit of self awareness and self consciousness yeah. when we take a selfie in public. I mean, I do it. I'll, I'll I'll be making a TikTok in my car, and I'm, like, looking around to see if anybody sees me making a TikTok in my car. But who but who cares? I mean, the generations growing up under, under below us. Yeah. Underneath us. They don't care. Younger generation. They don't. That's. They grew up like that. Yeah. Grew up being filmed. Yeah. Or videoed. What is it? Word. word. I think. I don't know. Recorded? Uh-huh. Yeah, recorded. Recorded? Uh-huh. On camera? On camera. Yeah. Online. Like they grew up online. They grew up online. Yeah. You know, if you go to school looking at yourself, that's like literally intrinsic then. Yeah. I hate, I hate having like a camera where I can see myself. Yeah. I'm in Zoom a lot. It is, um, you, it's an adjustment. Yeah. Definitely. I used to call it Zoom anxiety because you would just, you're looking at people's faces look at you. Yeah. So you can see everyone's response to you at one time. Ooh, it's tough. Yeah. I can mm-hmm. see that. Yeah. I'm trying to think of some of the other, like. I mean, there's a hundred million different things that you could say. About this whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. I loved Carla. That was her name in Cheers. The actress that played, who's Danny DeVito's wife. That played. Oh, oh yes. yes. Yeah. What's yeah. her real name? Oh, she played in Matilda. That's what I knew her from. I know her from Cheers. She's Carla from Cheers. I don't know what her real name she does, is. She's, she's like the first waitress I've ever seen that she could do a she could do a cartwheel with a, a tray. It was amazing. She was such a smart little whippersnapper. I was like, that's who I want to be when I grow up. That bitch. <laughs> but yeah, it was really sweet to see her. And she then, plays Ruth Handler. Yeah. yeah the inventor of Barbie. Mm-hmm. And then Barb Barbie being how about the ending? Let's talk yeah. about the ending. I already want a pair of those light pink Birkenstocks. Mm-hmm. They're so cute. I will, like, they were, I loved them. Yes. You got me there, Birkenstock. <laughs> you got me. Successful Since marketing. Since that's the blue pill. 
Yeah. <laughs> Birkenstock is the blue pill. No, um, no, you chose wrong. She's a guy. <laughs> yeah. So, no, no, I yeah. Want to and she walks in and she's got a vagina. Yeah. You know, and you think I about. Want, can you see my gynecologist? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, oh, Barbie, congratulations. You got yourself a vagina and a vulva and all the things and all the parts. Yeah. You're probably better at naming them than me, but. It's fine. Now you get to be like. Woman and instead she of actually, representation of a woman. Right. And if yeah. she's got all her parts now, then she might actually like want – never mind. <laughs> a real Ken? I'm just kidding. Yeah, we'll just send her a copy of Akatar and see yeah. how it makes her feel. It's fine. Silver Flames, start there, Barbie. <laughs> see how it makes you feel. Hey, Barbie, did you read Ice Planet Barbarian? Go check that out and see how it makes you feel. <laughs> uh, like any Ken in real life would be inadequate. I don't think you should start there. Like. <laughs> Oh, it's eight inches long and like four inches around. And yeah. you have a specialized nub just for this. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Okay. That's, un- that's yeah. inaccurate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but just the part that, you know, people forget. I don't people don't pay attention to our bodies, you know. I mean, men don't learn anything about our bodies. Right. And how they work. Have you did you see I, it was within the last year. It probably happens cyclically but where um a guy will get asked a question or will ask a question about how you pee with a tampon in nice real like yeah. really i've like seen real life those kinds of questions yeah. on the internet like yeah. you just take it out to pee right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah that's mm-hmm. it's like when you're in elementary school and all the boys are like oh how do you pee out of your butt yeah 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 like yeah. oh you're a man with a girlfriend and you don't know that there's another hole. Yeah, that there's two. That there's we, two holes. Yeah, we yeah. got two of those things. Yeah, <laughs> you guys are multi-purpose. We're not. We're, We're specialized. Not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One hole per. Yeah, per function. Per function. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Matt's like, okay. Now nah, you'll talk about this. Oh no, I was out buying tampons and pads. I know for you were out buying whenever. tampons and pads before we were dating. Yeah. What do you yeah. think? Why do you think that you have always been a little bit more... Because you have sisters? There's one uh, sister. I have a single mom. Single mom. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't have the... I didn't have the patriarchy at home. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, the patriarchy abandoned you. <laughs> <laughs> like it does. Yeah. <laughs> the patriarchy did And I didn't dirty. grow up in a traditional home either. I mean, I had a relationship with my dad, but it wasn't... Honestly, my dad was a better nurturer and my mom was a better provider. So it would have been better <laughs> for them to have swapped. Yeah. 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 And I I had uh, sex ed classes in a progressive city in New England, not in right. the rural south. Mm. Sure. So I actually learned how stuff works. Right. Mm. What would that be like? Actually, I went to high school here. And I hit this sweet spot where they didn't have any regulation about what you could teach. And yeah. so I had a really progressive sex ed teacher. And she had like a, a box of contraceptives and she would pass it around and you had to pull it out and try to explain how it worked. And if you couldn't figure it out, she'd tell you. And it was like female condoms, diaphragms, condoms, spermicide, pretty much anything she could find and throw in there. Wow. That's cool. Yeah. Uh, we had the whole... Like banana on a condom in seventh grade. We definitely did not. But I feel like I knew a lot of that stuff anyways. I don't know. I feel like I learned all that stuff like outside of school, younger. I don't know. I don't have a memory of it. 
what am I forgetting? <laughs> what traumatized <laughs> what me? What have you repressed? What have I repressed? Yeah. yeah. Sex ed. I can see that. Yeah. Yeah. In the South. Yep. Abstinence is the only 100% effective birth that control. That is such... <laughs> and that's how you get men that don't know you can pee when you have a tampon in because it's not the same hole. Yep. Yeah. And also just a lack of women keeping, like, holding men to task. Yeah. Like, I mean, I know it's not all our fault. It absolutely is not. Like, the system is rigged, and we have to acknowledge it's rigged, but we still have to be grateful. Yeah. Like America Ferreira says. Yep. But we put up with too much shit. We absolutely put up with too much shit. Part of the reason we have, not because Matt would try to get away with things, but I don't put up with shit. Yep. Like, when we stayed with my mom, he wasn't allowed in the kitchen. If he came in the kitchen to help me, mom would shoo him out. Yeah, she was like, this, isn't, this isn't his job. He needs to go sit down. Why is he cleaning? Why is he doing the dishes? You do that when you're done. He needs to go. Hmm. And yeah. so then it was, okay, no, he has to come back and help me because I'm not going to be the one who does this whole thing. That's not my job. Right. I'm not. I am not the house appliance who lives in the kitchen and who cooks and provides and washes the dishes and does nothing else. Yeah. That sounds, I, f I hate that. Yeah. You didn't hire a dishwasher when yeah. you got married. That's fucking ridiculous. Right. And I know lots of women who are married, who have kids, who put up with far too much shit. And I know it's because we are taught that we need a man. You have to have a man. You have to have that partnership. It's absolutely okay that you can't support yourself because you have a provider. That's what you do. You went to college to get a husband, right? And you got it, and he's got a great job, so you just got to keep him. Yeah, and then there's the generation that was like, oh, but you can do all that and still work. Yeah. And that's what's happening. That's what's that, happening That right happens now. a lot. That was like a yeah. 90s shift. Oh, equal opportunity, so women can go back into the workplace, but then none of the household dynamic changed. Yeah, like he has a friend at work, and she was messaging him with a question about relationship. She asks him for relationship advice, which he usually just passes on to me, and then I just... <laughs> yeah, I'm I, not surprised. I facilitate. I, don't, I am not surprised <laughs> yeah. by that at all. I think that you guys... This is why I know y'all's relationship is so healthy, because you literally tell each other everything. Yes. I know. Yeah. Yeah. It'd like, be... I will, there have been so many times where you'll tell me a story, and I'm like, yeah, no, I, Rachel told me that. <laughs> but I'm not going to interrupt you because I want to hear you tell it, or yeah. vice versa. Right, right. Like, right. it happens I'm, a lot. There right. might be or certain parts of it that are yeah. more significant to me that I might highlight differently right. and, when Or I tell you'll the say story. something like, oh, yeah, Rachel told me about that. And I'll be like, damn, y'all really do communicate, and that's really great. It's like... I know I've told this, but not on this feed. <laughs> um, when you came in, remember that? You came in here to ask her a question about dinner, and me and Hannah looked at each other, and we were so scared because we're so accustomed to there being this intense tension between couples. Mm -hmm. And we are both like, and you guys are just like effectively communicating. And <laughs> or like I, I came in after after one of the Feast She Shatter <laughs> episodes, yeah. and um, – and you guys were just chatting, and Rachel was like, oh, yeah, I was thinking about going out with that them. Was that was what I'm talking about. Oh, that, I was like, yeah, yeah, I was yeah. like, I'm going to dinner. Do you want me to bring you anything back? And, and we were, were like, like <gasps> and you're like, no, I'm good. Because you didn't ask permission. Yeah, because I don't need to because I'm not a child. Yeah, and that is what we were like, 
That's what that's so the friend that asked advice, she has dual citizenship. And so she's getting ready to get married and she doesn't want to change her last name yeah. because it's a big deal. She has to get new passports. She has to pay money. She has to get new ID cards for everything. It's a big deal to change her name. It is. It's a, an annoying. And it was a deal breaker for her husband. He was like, no, you have to take my last name. And she was like, I don't and I was want like, to. Um, that, and he that was should like, be a deal breaker for he you. He was like, no, I, that's your place. You take my last name. And I said, if it's a concern of his that you have the same last name, he can take yours. And then you'll have the same last name and you don't have to go through all of that. Yeah. But it's okay to walk away because of that. Or, yeah, that's a pretty big indicator of this is how it's always been and nothing's going to look different. Right. This is how it is. And it's okay to see a red flag and go, done, and walk off the field. Is that what happened? No, not yet. <laughs> Does she listen to this podcast? <laughs> uh, we'll she sometimes out. listens to the podcast. Well, it's fine. Hey, Lainey. To me... If we are not approaching this from a place of respect at the very beginning, I don't owe you fixing you. I will work with you if you are working with me. But if it's, I see what you're doing, you're wiggling over there because you're like, we can, but there's a certain amount of I will work. And then there's a certain amount of you are putting too much on me. You are expecting me to fix you. We just talked about this in, what the one that we, oh, we just did a Forever Night episode mm -hmm. where it's very much like a manic pixie dream girl. And so Matt was like, well, isn't there one where like the guy is quirky too? And basically the, the thing he described is the same, where the man doesn't give anything back, which is of course like why the manic pixie dream girl is like a, a man's ideal woman because she's quirky and she adopts him and she fixes him and he never has to put any work into the relationship. That's the whole, oh, that's why we love the manic pixie dream girl. And I think that creates a place where it's like, I, as a woman and your caregiver, I'm your nurturer. I'm the one who will fix you, you poor, broken little baby bird. And all the guy gives her is the D. Yeah. Yeah. And you expect nothing back. Yeah. And I was, well, I was wiggling. <laughs> I was wiggling <laughs> because you were reminding me of a certain character in a book <laughs> that you tend to hate. Um so I was just gonna like say that, but that's uh, again maybe, maybe not another hate, pod, another but pod. Have strong default reactions to. Yeah, it. Right. I mean, I'm not gonna physically assault the guy because he's not he's not <laughs> listening not to me. Him. I'm not gonna find him. Um, so I just read another book, um, where a character did a thing where he took her choice, and that is what this gentleman is trying to do yeah. to his partner. He is stripping her of a choice and setting an ultimatum. She is saying, I don't really want to do this because of all these things. That's really inconvenient, and I don't really care, and it doesn't really matter to me. And he's saying, you don't have any choice. It's a deal breaker. And the sense I got from it was he has such a fixed worldview about the sequence of events in this situation. Right. And then, then he's not had gonna... no openness <clears throat> to question or change that. Right. And it and it really does boil down to choice. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Like yeah. so what happens when she has a baby on one hip and another baby on the other and she needs help with the dishes? Right. Right. And like that was the one that we talked about last week was <laughs> Yeah. I do a hundred percent of the cleaning and I work full time and he will not help. Yeah. Right. I mean I do eighty percent of the cleaning, but right. I don't work full time. Right. Matt works full time. And that works in your dynamic. But if you worked. If I worked, we would divide it differently. 
Right. I, the I, only I reason work, you have to take more I Adderall. I work full time. <laughs> I put the kids to bed every night. Yep. I make coffee in the morning and give Rachel her cup of coffee every morning. Yeah, that's and fucking I, We have like... Get the fuck out of here with that. We have, that's like one of those things where I'm like, I cannot with the intimacy. We have like, these yeah. sets of responsibilities that we've divvied up among ourselves That work over for the y'all. Year, yeah. That work for us. And as you grow, if things need to shift, they'll shift. Right. 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 And that's what's, that is what's so scary about that situation. It's not about the name. It's about your ultimatum of me not having a option. Right. And it's like, I mean, that's what Barbie was talking about is we have to come this, come to this as equals. Mm -hmm. We have to, I'm not better than a man. A man's not better than me. Yeah. And there's absolutely no reason why I should have given any of my power to anybody. Right. And yeah. And he's unable to like break down why, like zoom out. That's why I'm always zoom out, zoom out, dude. Why do men have to give the name? That's fucking patriarchy. Yeah. Right. You know, I have a great last name, Shields. That's a really cool last name, but it's no it's not going anywhere. Right. Like, you know, I would somebody marries me, they need to take my name. My yeah. name's better. Than I changed your name. my last name because we were gonna have kids. Yeah, and you want your and kids. And it just name. made things more simple. And my mom got divorced and didn't change her last name because she wanted her name to match ours. So she is still the last name of her marriage. Yeah. Because she wanted to match her kids. She can do that. She yeah, didn't my mom changed her name back. She did change it back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And my mom decided not to. And that's totally okay. Yeah, because it's your choice. It's your choice. You get to choose right. what you want to do. Yeah. And there's no right or wrong Mm-mm. as long as it's your choice. Right. Yeah. And you don't always – and that's another thing is – and I think – oh, it is Laguen. Sorry. I was like, is that the Earth Sea cycle? It yeah, is. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Um, such a pretty version. Um, what were we talking about? Choice. <laughs> Barbie. Barbie. Um, I forgot. It's fine. I don't remember what Changing name after divorce. Yeah. As long as it's your choice. Mm -hmm. Yeah. An equal partnership. Equal partnership. Yes. That's like at the very beginning, even in Barbie land, there's not, Ken's not a partner. Like, Mm -mm. sorry, every night is girls night. Yeah. And she apologizes for that. That's why at the end she's like, maybe not every night needed to be girls night. Yeah. And she took accountability for that. And the house doesn't go back to completely hers. The house, like the bedding isn't horses, but it's not pink. And like the um, she they, they still have the saloon doors. <clears throat> the end. She's wearing yellow. Yeah, friendship color. So it's a very much like okay, maybe we can be partners. I'm not in love with Ken. Yeah, <laughs> but Barbie ends up with Ken. I'm not in love with Ken. Yeah, <laughs> like I'm not. Right. Yeah, we all knew that. Barbie. Yeah, it's okay. We can be BFFs. Yeah, we can be friends. Uh, yeah. Another patriarch thing that's what the is other... not having platonic friends like not being able to because if a man and a woman are friends then one of them has to be ugly or blah 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 and that's not real yes the fuck it is real i have yeah. a lot of maybe i'm just an ugly woman no <laughs> that's completely <laughs> no, that's what i'm saying but people yeah. think that and it's yeah. like well what kind of mindset do you have that you think that you can't be friends with the opposite sex like value them as a whole entity without them being some sort of romantic interest. Right. Mm, Yeah. That's, I see that a lot from the like really toxic dudes. Yes. That just can't. Because they don't like women. Well, it's because it's fragile masculinity. You can't like women. You can't like feminine things. You can't have a friend who is a woman because if you allow that femininity into your life, it's over. It's done. 
your masculinity is gone. Right. Like right. here, you can't paint your nails. You can't shave your legs. You can't wear the color pink. You can't have long hair. You can't do. You can't wear a guy liner. Yeah. You can't wear colored sunglasses. You can't. But you recognize that women women are more attractive to men who are comfortable in their masculinity yes. enough to do those things. Right. Yes. Like a lot. So y'all got it wrong. Well, like one <laughs> example of the fragile masculinity is like a dad not letting their son play with dolls. But, like when their kids playing as like playing with feminine things or even like wearing a dress. Mm-hmm. Because the the femininity is so dangerous to masculinity that you cannot even play with the idea of being more feminine because it will destroy your masculinity. Right. It strips it. Mm-hmm. it right. And that is, yeah, fragile. That is, that makes sense. Thank you. I knew what it meant, but like that example really. Like, right. And it's on. like, yeah. it's so tempting to, once, you, once you've had a taste of femininity, you know, it's so tempting to just be more feminine. Yeah. Welcome to the dark side. Right. Yeah, because you're... we wear pink. Yeah, <laughs> and when I would go like... into the office, I have—I I think I got rid of a lot of them, but I—I I had a ton of button-up shirts like across the rainbow. Yeah, I love. I'm wearing a purple shirt I, right now. Yeah, purple. <laughs> <laughs> I love wearing like bright, like colorful stuff. Purples. And you also paint even your nails. Pinks. Yep. Yep. I saw a TikTok of a barber talking about how he started painting his nails because he was tired of people assuming something about him. And that was that he was a like tattooed macho Southern conservative dude. Mm. And he was tired of the shit that people were saying in his chair that he thought was completely fucking inappropriate. Yeah. A lot of times that's, that's just racism. Right. Um, or some bullshit, bullshit misogyny or something like that. So he painted his nails and it stopped. Because they realized, oh, he might not be the safest person. He might not be okay. I don't get to be a bigot around him. I don't. Yes. Yeah. And that's so <laughs> such a small social cue. Yeah. You know, that happens with me and this fucking little septum piercing. You know, the things that people will think that you're okay with when you're just a blonde woman selling them a house versus you have a nose piercing this nose piercing too not the not the other one not mm-hmm. the socially acceptable it's a different one. it's and it i'm not gonna lie part of it for me is that you can look at me and know i didn't vote for a certain person in 2016 <laughs> i want you to know that about yes. me um <laughs> i want you to know that um so i think you know the, those little social cues are so real when it comes to that kind of like, are is are they asleep? Can I be? Can I say nasty shit in front of them? You know, yeah. And not wanting to be confrontational, but people get the idea that you're not. You know. Yeah, we're not going to play the heart hate party together. No, like it's you're not, not going to. I'm not a safe space for that. I'm not a safe space for that. I'm yeah. a safe space for lots of things. Yeah, <laughs> but I'm not for hate. Yeah, no. for sure. Yeah, but yeah, you're right. The purple, like, just. Purple shirts, the nail, the nail painting. I think that's because that's becoming a very masculine thing. Earrings. There's a lot of things, especially the Gen Z and the people who are kind of setting the trends right now, that are a lot more feminine. In for for men, they're like, willing to play with it. Yeah, and fluidity is mm-hmm. a lot more acceptable. And I think that that is 
the right direction. Yeah. If we can all just get over the binary bullshit. Yeah. I'm the hunter. You're the gatherer. That's the way it's supposed to be. Right. Yeah. And it might change what our homes look like. And it might change what our insurance policies look like. Well, I think we can all agree what the way the system works right now is not healthy. Right. That's why so many people are on medication or go to therapy or have crippling like anxiety and depression and emotional dysregulation because we don't have a healthy system. Mm-hmm. It's so actually there is a disproportionate number of people who are disabled are also LGBTQIA+. Hmm. So you are more likely to be LGBTQ if you are disabled because actually it's unhealthy to live in the amount of anxiety they have to live in and the constant threat that they live under. Hmm. And so they think that the reason is because it literally destroys your health to be hated constantly by, by not everyone, but it feels like everyone. Right. And so we are literally harming people. You just hating someone because of who they are is literally harming people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, yes. It's the same as poisoning them. Mm-hmm. That's why we need to build a wall around Florida. You can take that out <laughs> and zip that out of there. Can I? Or should I leave? <laughs> I don't know. It's up to you. Who it's cares? your podcast. Nobody wants Florida. It's your podcast. Florida. I show up. Nobody wants Florida. But that's where <laughs> Disney World is. That's where, like, Universal Wasn't Disney is. World talking about moving? Yeah, to NC, North Carolina. I'm going to start that petition. <laughs> yeah. We're here. Yeah. We're here. We're here. Yeah. Carowinds is having issues, so just... Make something else out that way. Yeah, it's fine. Take it over. Fix it up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So in, in that vein, um, what I was just thinking is, as someone whose like, love language that I like to receive as physical touch, I was thinking, I need to like give my guy friends more hugs. Yes. Yeah. So I went over to... I gave Alan a hug last night. Oh my god! Did we he love there. that? Oh yeah. Did he cuddle? Did he kind of snuggle you a little bit? <laughs> I didn't notice that. Uh, but... I can see him. Yeah. <laughs> Leaning in, <laughs> real deep. You know, he smelled like yeah. ver- verbatim and salt. Wait, was it enough verbena? Verbatim. That's how I say it in my head. Verbatim, verbena, lilac, and salt. Yeah. You woodsy cedar man. <laughs> Put yeah. your manly hand in and mine. Being, and yeah, I, I really liked that line from the song, like, at the end of the beach battle. When they, like, right? kiss his cheek. Yes. So and he's sweet. all like, mm, yeah. Yeah. It's a great movie. It's a really good. It's. I know we keep saying it, but it's accurate, so it's fine. Yeah. There was that trend for a little while where it was like, um... Put your husband, put your boyfriend or your husband's like head in your lap when you sit down, and just or, stroke like, his hair. Yeah, and see what happens. And it yeah. was just like, oh. well, men like being the little spoon too. Right. And a whole bunch yeah. of women would post about this and be like, uh, "Guys, my boyfriend literally like cried when I did that." Well, I was gonna say earlier, it came to my brain when you were talking about. There's this thing where, as women know, there's the boyfriend at home and then there's the boyfriend in public, right? And it's that, like, do they, are they vulnerable with you? And what that vulnerability typically looks like is them being able to be soft 
and and like a little boy. And it's not like a little boy. It's just yeah. a man mm-hmm. who is emotionally available and yeah. vulnerable and that we need to stop making that like they aren't little boys yeah they're grown men that are allowed to have feelings and be soft and be the little spoon and be taken care of in these other ways and i thought about that yeah earlier when you yeah. said that i was like oh yeah well you experience that and that's what intimacy feels like right when you as a woman get to get to see a man's softness right right yeah. And then when we get alpha, they're like, oh, I don't like that. Well, go fuck yourself. It's yeah. Uh, Mom always said that one of the things that men are always, they're capable of that women aren't, which she always thought this was why men should be primary caregivers for kids, is because men can always play. Women have a hard time playing. A lot of women have it's a hard time. Because they are wearing so many hats. Right. Yeah, because just they're like being weighed, out. They're being weighed down right. by mm-hmm. the weight of the being a CEO and made and all the things they used to hire out, yeah. they have to do themselves. Yeah. and But men can just turn that off and go play with the kids. Yeah, because their lives are so easy. It's fine. Yes. But I also think there's a certain amount of like, the like I don't know. I know Matt is better at playing with the kids than I am. And yeah. I don't think there's a world where I'm good at playing with Were the kids. Were you ever allowed to be playful? I don't ever remember being playful. Yeah. Rachel doesn't have many memories of childhood. Because you weren't allowed to be playful. Because we are taught from so young that we should be behaving. Yeah. And good little girls. And little girls aren't allowed to be playful. Guess who's allowed to be super fucking playful? Oh, boys. Little boys. Yeah. So you're not playful because you were told not to be. Right. I'm playful. Really playful. I'm lucky because no one, my mom wasn't around enough. No No one was there to tell me to not be playful. Right. You know, or I'm ADHD and have a lot more energy. I don't know. I've always been really playful. Well, I think it's, I mean, we all exist on a spectrum. Yeah. Yeah. But but when I was little, when I was a teenager, a teenager, I remember being pissed off that all the dudes got to be the funny fucking performative dudes. Like we were all just sitting around watching the bros like do shit. And it's like, why? Why aren't we playful? We're funny. When they're not around, we're hilarious. Yeah. Why aren't we funny when they're around? Because we give up too much. Yeah. Because we're taught we have to and we don't have to. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. But you're silly sometimes. Yeah, I'm dry. Funny. And you're really funny. <laughs> like, you're so funny. I'm so funny. <laughs> you are. You're very, you are funny. You're very funny. Um, that's what I'm saying. Like, something, our silliness gets taken away. We don't have the luxury of silliness. But yeah. Do you think that's because you're always having to moderate the amount of attention that is directed at you? No, yeah. it's because you have to center men at all times. Yeah. That I and can't that. be funnier than you, I can't be smarter than you. I can't be better than you at anything. And Even if I am, I'm going to get corrected. And oh, what, let me show you how to do that. Go ahead, Kate. No, no, no. I'm so sorry. It's okay. It's like the sports part where they're like, just pretend to be bad at sports. And they're like, I'll show you. Let us show you. Right. That's what happens. Even if I'm better at it, I'm never going to be better at it because you're going to be like, well, that's not how I would do it. Not you personally, but you right. as the male representative in this room. But there is some very mu- there is truth in what you just said as well. In that, if a woman shoot shoot up, showed up, <laughs> if someone showed up, being confident, right? Confidence, like walked into a room and didn't think that she had to be quieter. She took up space. 
she would then also be, oh, she's just attention seeking. She's bitch. just performative. Arrogant. She's so arrogant. Mm-hmm. She's just a bitch. Like, oh, she's just, did you see how much attention? She's just a pick me girl. She just, well, I don't actually know if that's relevant, but like, she just wanted all the guys' attention. No, she just wanted to talk. Yeah, to be people. herself. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I've been called arrogant my whole life. Right. Because but if, if you had a penis, it oh, would be right. Wow. It would be fine. So confident. But it was because I didn't apologize for being smart. And I didn't right. apologize for being smarter than somebody else. Right. And if I got good grades, it's because I fucking worked for them. And I'm not going to tell you that I didn't. Right. And so I've been arrogant my whole life. Mm-hmm. Oh, I heard about you. I thought you were going to be meaner because I thought you were. Everybody told me you were a bitch and you were arrogant. Well, and ar- all you wanted to talk about was your grades. And arrogance is the you know walking in a room and thinking you're better than everyone. That is not who it's you not are the same at thing. all. That is not who you are, and that's what arrogance is. Yeah, you walk in a room and you're better than everyone in there. You're Com- making assumptions about yeah. your position. Confidence. You to walk other in a room and you're okay with who you are, and you think right. everybody's on the same footing and playing field. That is how I do what my job. Yeah. And then that gets stepped on by, you know. Well, I never felt like I needed to compare myself to anybody. Because, and that is the I, the definition of confidence. Like I don't, I'm not competing with you. I'm yeah. competing with me. Right. If I'm going to get, if I'm better than anybody, I'm going to be better than myself. You do you. I'm not, I don't, everybody else can be themselves and that's fine. I want everybody to be self-confident. But because I'm not competing against you. And so I think that's why my whole life I had a really hard time fitting in with other women. Well, I can I can understand that, but and that's also because South, South, South the South. Yes. Yeah, because so many folks they're they're all yeah, yeah, they're all caged horses that don't know it. Right. I, well, it's I on Glenn. Another, is it is it Glennon? Yeah, Glennon O'Doyle. Who's no, like Glennon? Yeah, Glennon. Doyle. Abby's wife. Yeah. Yeah, the one who's like. Um, Untamed. Yeah, yeah, about the cheetah. Like, no, yeah. the, the cheetah isn't sick. It's a fucking cheetah, and yeah. it shouldn't be in a cage. Funny story about her. She thought she was a Pisces for so long. She's actually not. She's an Aries, and I thought that was so funny. Sorry. <laughs> 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 yes, but the cheetah, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we forgot we were fucking cheetahs. Yeah. Yeah. And our, yeah, and. We need to read Women Who Run With the Wolves. I know you said that. We're going to do it. I'm going to add it to the list. Okay. And we're just going to do Put a it, chapter and then we're going to do like a Bible study, but we're going to do Women Who Run With the Wolves. Put it in December. We can't just sit and read it cover to cover. It's we, not that kind of book. Oh, okay. Like we need to read a chapter and then talk about it. Oh, okay. Okay. And then make it because it's like a, it's, it's a, study a very, guide. There's it's stuff a very to profound, unpack. like women are far more inherently powerful than we give ourselves credit for and that we are given credit for. Yeah, we they talked us into thinking that we were not. We did right. not have any power. Like they taught us we were puppies and were wolves. And what's funny is a lot of times men will say, do you know how much power you have? Because you control this thing over here that starts the pee. Yeah. And um, <laughs> uh, we actually don't see it that way at all. Mm-mm. But they say all the time, like, you control that. You have all that control. And we... That's just like not our take on it. No, we don't get out of here with that. Yeah. We don't see it that way. We're all scared. Right. We're all constantly scared that that pee is going to be stolen or taken or hurt or damaged or killed or, you know. But yeah, okay, we can do that. Yeah, I think we should. Mm-hmm. It's, it's good. It's important because men have their role 
and women, I mean, not men have their role and women have their role, but we all have like, we're all sovereign individuals who have our own power and we forgot and we gave too much of it away. And it's important to get it back because how can I teach Penny that she doesn't owe anybody anything? Well, I still believe that I do. Right. If I'm not self-confident, how am I supposed to teach her to be self-confident? Mm-hmm. I ha- like I liked the line, we have to stand still so our daughters will see how far they come. But like when I'm dead, I'll stand still. I was thinking the same thing. But yeah. until then, I'm going to keep going forward because wherever I stop is where you get to start. Yeah. And if I stop back here, that's unfair. Yep. And you're like a yeah. Rachel will doer. stop when she's fucking dead. <laughs> yeah, you're a super doer. Yeah. So. I don't know. It was good. And I, I, I did like it. And I I think it's important that we all start having this conversation. Everybody. I definitely think it's there's... It's not... A, and Yeah, sorry. I think we've, we're have we already having it. Women were already having it. So, but no one had made a movie where we said all those things. Mm-hmm. And then it and becomes... And it made a billion dollars. And then it becomes a billion dollar movie. It made a billion dollars. Because we're here, we're out there. Men like Matt are out there. Women like us are out there. But we're not allowed to. We we don't we don't have a voice in the way that the vocal minority has a voice. Yeah. Well, I see this social pattern happening, and I've wanted. I've been thinking about it, and I want to say it, and I want everybody out there who makes. Well, when they when you guys come to a agreement on the writer strike, and they start paying everyone fairly, I want to point out again: the Barbie movie made a billion dollars. Taylor Swift's Eras Tour is literally changing economies. These are women. Spending money on these giant things, on this IP, it is time to start spending more money on women Women. things, which is why we need a really good version of A Court of Thorns and Roses (laughs) as well as Throne of Glass by, I don't want fucking HBO, fuck you HBO, I want Apple Plus, I want a a a foundation level budget, and I want you to realize that women, if it's done right, will pay for it, and that you don't have to placate the boys anymore no. that we're all here and we can show up and pay for stuff too and there's plenty of men that are like matt who will show up too yeah he'll come he'll watch yeah. it with me right and he'll yeah. probably enjoy it yeah you'll love it so much we watch k-dramas together i know i there, can't it doesn't get any more do you sappy think he's a resand an asriel or a cassian person do, who do you think he'd want more like more as a pal cassian <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> I'm just saying the like. Let's go. There, have there fun. are these yeah. really big things that have all this potential. Isn't that who and Alan like, is? Cassian? No. Oh, like go out and have fun. Yeah, that's basically like your bro. He, Matt yeah. loves bro friends. Yeah. I, are you talking about historically? Alan yeah. Oh yeah. Historically, I don't get along well with other guys. You and Al are pal. Like I have, I've had more close friends that are female than male. And every once in a while, there's a guy that's like, oh, yeah, like, we get along. Well, he's had the same trouble. Yeah. Like, he is the exact same. And it's so funny when he'll, like, give a breakdown of y'all's friendship. And in my mind, I'm like, you know, he's telling me, he's talking to me, he's telling me. He's info dumping. Yeah, he's info dumping. And I'm realizing, oh, my goodness, this is the first time he's had, like, a close friendship. And I'm like, yeah, bro, I learned this shit back in like 16, 17, 18, it's fine. I have a lot of girlfriends. But men can't be vulnerable with each other. Exactly. And I was, and so what I was saying, so I didn't say anything. I wasn't going to like shun, shun him. But I was like, 
holy cow, this is amazing. He's experiencing this closeness with this other male friend for the first time. And he's like thinking about it and talking about it and like really enjoying it. And I was like, that's amazing. I love that for him. Yeah. And there should be more dudes out there. I mean, like, I just think it where y'all are too in the yeah. world, like where we yeah. live in the world. Right. Because yeah. like, so we watch K-dramas. There's a thing in Korea where you have what's called like your young and it's your your best friend who is a, like Matt and Alan are youngs. And it's like, you're my male friend who's basically a brother. Right. We can cry together. We can hug. We can hang out at each other's houses. You know houses. the intimacies of each other's relationships to an extent. Yeah. Like the emotional stuff. Not right. necessarily yeah, you, the, like, yeah. Like you would have a really close girlfriend. Yeah. But like we talk right. about Confidant. our relationships together. Yeah. We, we cry together. We bitch about what's going on together. All of that. But the male version. Right. And... You can't have that in the American culture. You can't cry in front of another man. You can't have a friend that you tell your relationships problems with unless it's like, yeah, I fucked that chick. She was so hot. But what's funny is that men do have those kinds of relationships all the time. They just can't. It just has to be wrapped up in sports or something. Yeah. You know, like I know these three dudes. One of them was a really good friend of mine. And they're the sweetest pal group ever. And they know each other, and, like, one of them will say something about another woman, and the other two know exactly what he means and he's talking about. But they wrap it up in sports and drinking. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. So you don't – and that's another issue in this country. You cannot be intimate without beer and booze and drinks. You need – you always need to couch things inside of contexts that give you plausible deniability of – Oh, I wasn't admitting any kind of weakness. Right. So if you just said to Alan or the friend that we're speaking of, hey, bud, I just need to come over and talk. You know, you're not going to do that. You're going to be like, hey, man, I'm going to come over and bring a six pack. You know, you guys are going to have a couple of beers together. I mean, I'm sure you could do that. Yeah. But you wouldn't like you wouldn't frame it that way. Like Mm -hmm. last night, Alan was like, I just want you to come over for like an hour so we can talk. (laughs) Yeah. I saw that. I saw that text. He said, I don't, it's fine if no one else comes, but can Matt come over? Yeah. I haven't seen him in a little bit. And I was like, that's so cute. Yeah. That's really funny. It was sweet. It was really sweet. Did you go over there? Yeah. Oh, great. All right. Well, we can wrap it up here. Okay. Because I feel like this was a good productive conversation. We need to bring a toxic man bro, dude bro, in. Chain them to the chair. What if he the room? I I would say. We can take the cording equipment out. Do like a Zoom call conversation. Yeah, because otherwise we'll have to frisk him. In. <laughs> yeah, or just <laughs> sorry, no what weapons he, in the bottle. What if he tates it? I'm sorry, but the vibes are bad now. You have to go. <laughs> like <laughs> you just, we need to. Or some a gentleman that is toxic and knows it and wants to change. Yeah, that, I mean, I think they're there, and I think the now that we're having the conversation, we can talk about it, right. and dudes can talk about it, like. People change. You don't, everybody's not set in stone. Right. Or Matt was watching one that was like, I think everybody watching the Barbie movie saw Ken and saw that one little boy that was so sweet. And then when he grew up, you lost him and you never saw him again because. Yeah. I saw a TikTok. Had to be a dude. I saw a TikTok of a finance bro going. When you see Barbie and you realize that girls don't like it when you tell them about stocks, when you teach them about <laughs> stocks. 
<laughs> and it was just like so forlorn. Oh, the CD one where it's like, oh no, we're talking about certificates of deposit. Let me tell you all about it. Yeah, and when the, the part where she's just like the playing the guitar at them. Yeah. Oh my God, I've dated so many dudes like that. That just play the guitar at you. Yeah. Can I play the guitar at you for four and a half minutes while maintaining <laughs> a- awkward eye contact? I would love that. <laughs> and he, and he I love committed him. so hard well, to as, that performance. And so somebody tried to it. like they tried to start shit with Maxbox twenty. Matchbox twenty seven was like, Oh my god, did you know she's using your song like that? And they were like, Yeah, it's fine. Yeah. Like it's cool. Uh yeah, people not realizing that those were real songs. Yeah. <laughs> like, they were young people who didn't realize they were um, real songs. Like, what's the song they're singing in the car? I know it, but who sings that? Is it, like, better than Ezra? Like, Yeah, I don't know. I looked it up right after, but I've forgotten it. Yeah. Now. Yeah. I mean, I remember that song. I know the words to that song, but it's funny. Anyways, lovely conversation. Thanks for letting me join your side of the feed. Oh, you're welcome. Thanks for coming. Yeah. yeah. I appreciate you guys. Until next time, friends. Bye. 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 Don't y'all have like a send off? Okay. <laughs>